0: How's working from home been going for you? Remarkably Remote from GoToMeeting will help you succeed in today's new normal. In just three minutes or less, we'll share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track, from managing your motivation, workload, and relationships, to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues. So check out Remarkably Remote on your favorite podcasting platform, or head to gotomeeting.com slash tips.
1: Hey folks, welcome in to On to Waveland. It's the Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I don't know why I emphasized podcast right there. It's like, this is the Cubs podcast. You know you're listening to a podcast. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. It's I just realized, I'm like, why do we even use the word podcast when on a podcast? You should just call it like a show, a, a dialogue perhaps, um, an artisanal uh, auditory symphony for the ears uh whatever it is it's the cubs one here at the athletic uh, i'm brett taylor joined by Sahadev sharma and patrick mooney and uh, we're going to talk a little baseball this uh this show here as we sit uh tuesday afternoon recording we have uh, a situation whereby major league baseball has uh submitted a proposal to its owners for approval uh basically the the contours of a plan to return to action this year um that proposal was approved by the owners yesterday and per multiple reports including by our own ken rosenthal here at the athletic uh that proposal is going to go to the players for their considerate consideration and I, i won't even say approval because we know that the version of the proposal that is out there now is not going to be approved uh, on its face by the players, which we will talk about here. Um, But I guess like, let's set this up for people because not everybody who is listening to this podcast is uh, necessarily consuming all of the written work on this topic over the past few days. And even those that are, I think maybe don't have the entire scope of like, okay, what, what, does this proposal mean generally and what are some of the specifics so let's say here tee tee it up Sahada. i'm totally putting you on the spot and i'm and know you don't normally uh do the the summary work but i'm gonna kick it i'm gonna kick it to you and you're gonna do it don't worry buddy i got you and then then patrick is gonna fill in any gaps that he feels you missed and then you guys are both gonna kick it back to me and i'll wrap it and then we discuss uh sort of the the, the chit chat about it okay ready hands in break
0: <laughs> it sounds like the basic uh basic summary here is we'll, we'll have uh, around an 82 game schedule and and that's with the uh, starting point early july this is after three weeks of spring training you know so starting at some point in early june uh the it would be a schedule that consists of playing let's go with the cubs since we're covering the cubs here and the cubs would play uh majority the nl central and then uh, a few a few games each against al central teams and, it, and it's going to be by uh where where your team is as far as how uh, uh a specific location as far as who you play you're going to be playing your division and then the al teams in the opposing you know central east west whatever it may be uh, and, and I guess, you know, that's the basic premise. And the, the I don't think that's, I mean, we all know that's not the hurdle. The, 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 nobody's going to be screaming about the schedule. The two things that I think jump out at, at us uh, as far as what the debates are, and I, I feel like we've already heard players chirp uh, chirp up about this, and, and you're going to get two angles here. And one angle is uh, the money side, and the other angle is safety the safety issue of not only the players but staff members and you know whoever is coming into the ballpark and would have to work family members when you come back, uh, hotel workers, all those different things that we're talking about, people that have to cook food for, for the players and and staff members, all these different people from all different walks of life, really, uh, are going to be impacted. And I think the safety issue versus the money issue are the things that we're going to be hearing about the most. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of expound upon the, the money issues. But but it's, it's going to be really interesting what we hear. I think this is going to take a, a little while before we get anything finalized, if we get something finalized. But when I say a little while, I, I think you know we have a couple of weeks here to figure things out. It is a little bit of a time constraint because, like I said, spring training needs to start in early July to get that uh, – I mean early June to get that early July start. So it's a weird little time constraint here. Uh, they all have a common goal in that no season is – isn't just bad for one side it's a disaster for both sides and it and it has an impact beyond the players beyond just the owners i mean we're talking about all sorts of uh really bad things happen if there's no season so they have a common goal with that they know they need to accomplish that how they do that how they can find middle ground with the money issue and how uh the players that are worried about safety uh can be you know appeased Those are the two things that I that I'm focused on that I'm curious to hear uh, what how players react and how owners react to to the demands that players may have.
2: Yeah, I love this air quotes plan that has done nothing to address how they would split up the literally billions of dollars at stake and not answering any of the legitimate public health questions uh, that everyone's been wondering about from the moment spring training uh shut down you can already hear you know people you know feeling sorry for the owners and all the money that they're losing and kind of banging the drums for them you can already see players you know are going to be painted uh as greedy as unfair as that is and i think ultimately baseball's been kind of brainstorming here with this expectation that uh you know kind of Uh, mass testing with rapid results. We're going to be kind of around the corner and maybe they are, but I think you kind of see it in in the white house now of, you know, people asking, um, you know, how come your workplace has all these safeguards and almost, uh, you know, most don't. And until I think they address that, it's not just like you're saying player safety, it's all the auxiliary staff and also you know a huge liability question of if someone gets sick or or a family member uh someone from a a vulnerable uh you know demographic or with underlying conditions i think um they do have time uh but they also have just decades of mutual distrust and hatred (laughs) working against them and um i think it would be really fascinating to see how each side you know, gives a little, uh, assuming uh, local governments and public health experts will sign off on these plans, whatever shape they take.
1: Yeah. It's like, we can't even, oh, by the way, you, the, we actually have to get governments to agree to allow this to happen in concert with each other, which, you know, governments are famously good at uh, working together in that way. But I think you guys, I mean, you really nailed it. I think, I understand why in the public discourse people want to talk about like, oh, designated hitter everywhere. Oh, boy. Oh, only 82 games. Expanded playoffs. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. But like, we'll get there when we get there because there really are two enormous internal the sport hurdles to get past and it's that the public health and safety concerns for the players and the associated personnel and the financial questions and although i think you're both right to conceptualize those things separately because they can be talked about separately in a way it's complicated because they're actually a conversation about the same thing which is what is the risk going to look like and what does the compensation need to look like in order for that risk to be acceptable to a large enough, you know, portion of the player group to make playing feasible, and even framing it that way is complicated because, like, players are in very different positions from each other. Like the the tolerable risk for one player might be completely different for another, and the appropriate financial uh, considerations for one player might be completely different from another, and so. While it's very easy, I think, to get the owners all on board with one plan as it relates to the risk profile, which, like, let's be honest, the owners aren't taking the same physical risks as the players um, and to be on the same page financially because more or less there, there's difference between some of the teams. Yes, but more or less they are financially in the same boat and. Um, but getting the players all on the same page is going to be much more challenging. And that is why, like Mooney points out, it's it's going to be very easy for the players to wind up painted as the villains in this. You know, the, the, they've received a proposal and ah, they want more money. Um, I think we have a responsibility as sort of outside observers to say that, that's a pretty unfair characterization of what's going on I think that I think it's fair to say you don't want to see the sniping and battling spill over into the public because from where I sit that helps no one I don't think that helps the players with leverage I don't think it helps uh, the owners with leverage I definitely know that it doesn't help the sport perception overall it doesn't help the sport get back And it doesn't help the fans who are just like trying to survive through this pandemic and want something positive to think and talk and hope about. So yeah, let's not see it spill over into the public, but that doesn't mean that the negotiation isn't um, justifiable or that the players shouldn't um, try to get the most fair deal that they can. And so I think to that end, it's worth setting up. Uh, The big financial fault line right now um, is related to uh, how do you pay the players? So, you know, if the season comes back for 82 games under the current interim agreement that the sides agreed to before the season was shut down, the players get paid their salary for the games that they play. You know, it's prorated to however many games are played. If it's half the season, they get half their contract but the owners say well that was before we considered really what the damage was going to be from not having fans in the ballpark and if our revenues are down so much extra because we can't have any gate related revenue well players you should share in that loss um philosophically i think there's a number of reasons why that's not a great argument um, and we can get into those. I'll let you guys take them if you want, or I can, but I also think. Uh, yeah, I you know, mean, the simple oh, the simple
0: yeah, one ahead. is, do, do they say when they make more money than expected, they say, hey, here's your bonus, uh, you know, Chris Bryant and, and Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo, you guys, we made so much more money, your contracts are going to go up. For this year that never happens. I never hear that happen. So uh, to suggest that uh, when when baseball takes a hit the owners take a hit that the players have to take a, a pay decrease because of that, uh, seems, uh, you know, it, it doesn't follow the, you know, logic right there. I understand why, why it may need to happen. Uh, but the players are carrying a ton of risk here, as, as you said, they're the ones going out there, risking, uh, getting infected getting them families infected and spreading this and and if baseball shuts down again that's that's the big thing right that's that's where uh where when we talk about splitting 50 50 the big money comes from more playoff games more playoff teams right that's where there could be a financial windfall uh in the end and players actually get a bigger chunk than they normally would have right in this very very back of the napkin uh you know you're quickly writing down the math and and trying to figure it out there's a small tiny blip chance that there's actually more money coming their way if they split 50 50. but everything has to go right every there can't be a a delay again uh there, there can't be a shutdown none of those things can really happen uh so so this is the players are assuming a lot of risk here and and you're completely right. It's just going to, they can't allow this to become a money thing in the public, in the public. This has to be framed as a debate over safety issues. And I've already heard some like, this is this, we were going to face this in a year and we're facing it now. And this is so uh, essential that the union sticks together because I've already heard players come out, players that don't have families and say, well, I, I just want to go play. I just, you know, I I understand others have these risks and concerns. I don't have those. I My life is baseball. All I want to do is play right now. I want to go out there and, and do my job. They don't have the same concerns that someone uh, with a wife and kids, with family members that, uh, you know, could be at risk or are at risk themselves, uh, you know, they don't have those same concerns, so it's a little it, – they really have to – the union to do their job to really be effective needs to stick together and have a clear message. And I really think framing it around the money issue, which is obviously important and is a sticking point, isn't going to go well. And and uh, I've said this before and I've seen it written already fans tend to, not all fans, but the majority of the fans tend to side with the owners in these debates. Somehow the the players get labeled as greedy and not the owners. And uh, and it's really set up to, the, just the fact that the owners are the ones have, that have approved this already and are presenting it to the players, it's really set up to make the players look bad and I, I don't think that would be a, a fair way to look at this. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It's going to be interesting, and and uh, and it's going to. I think it's going to look bleak at times, but hopefully cooler heads prevail. And and they real like I said originally, they have this common goal where no season is just a complete disaster, and and they have to all understand that and try and find a way to come to a middle ground here.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right, side of Owners don't even have to come up with some sort of PR strategy because they already, you know, they own, you know. MLB.com they own these regional sports networks there's a lot of media out there that's kind of sympathetic to billionaires there is a you know set of fans that just absolutely love the numbers and kind of uh, reduce players to these assets that should have kind of price tag on them and that you know by them you making this proposal, the union is immediately going to be on uh, the defensive, and I think what we've seen throughout this shutdown is that you know <clears throat> economics and healthcare are uh, inextricably tied together, and you know <clears throat> the union uh, was already kind of smarting from uh, really getting you know, pummeled in the last round of collective bargaining there's a lot of uh frustration on the player side from how uh owners and front offices have reduced everything you know to a number the way they've kind of manipulated service time the way that they all kind of sit back in free agency and then all of a sudden you know someone like brad brock remember him all of a sudden gets like you know six offers in the middle of january for the exact same amount and it's just totally uh, a coincidence, and you know, maybe I'm getting a little off track here, but you know, those these players have um, long memories, and you're right in that they're going to have to battle against, you know, certain segments of the union feeling like I just want to play, man, I want to play for love, like you know, just you know, that that kind of impatience, and I think that's wrong, not just economically, but it's also not smart healthcare policy of kind of wanting to rush into something before we get a really full view of the landscape, especially for players who naturally have a much shorter uh, kind of runway, uh, you know, to carve out a career and set up their family when they're going up against um, these ownership groups that one play the long game, that no matter how bad they are at their jobs, the franchise value, Uh, appreciates and, you know, teams have a lot of levers they can pull. Of course, they're losing you know, revenues, but also expenses are going down. They have, you know, access to, you know, kind of lines of credits. There's just a lot of levers they could pull that players can't. And I think players are going to have to, uh, it's going to be, to use a uh, Cubs term, kind of difficult to thread the needle here of
1: figuring out the best way to kind of, you know, pull that off. Let me offer, I know that we have a lot of um, listeners who own Major League Baseball teams, so let me (laughs) offer the um, well-considered plea to those listeners, and it's this. Uh, Even if you think about this entire enterprise purely from a medium to long-term business standpoint, I would contend that to the extent that you are able to notch a short-term win, by which I mean you take advantage of the intrinsic leverage that being the owner uh, comes with, for all the reasons that Mooney just laid out. Uh, You're already in the catbird seat when it comes to this negotiation. And so let's say that you pull all of those levers to uh, extract exactly what you want, which is a revenue share for this year, and setting up the possibility of a revenue share structure in the CBAs to come, uh, because that can mean some cost containment and perhaps salary cap, uh, even though I'd argue that the luxury tax has become a de facto salary cap. But again, don't want to get too far afield because I'm I'm speaking to the owners here. So even in a world where you get all of that, um, have you really considered what the long-term value is in preserving the largest possible pie for future years. And what I mean is, if you do everything you need to get the biggest chunk of the pie as it exists today, are you really considering what's going to happen to the size of the overall pie in a post-COVID world where your available streams for revenue, the size of your fan base, the goodwill of that fan base is going to be so fundamentally changed by what happens over the next 12 months that what you actually did by trying to make sure you got the biggest chunk of the pie right now is you missed an opportunity to ensure that when you came out of this situation, that pie was maybe, maybe bigger than it's ever been. And that's my plea to owners is to make sure that you are considering the possibility that doing right by the players at this moment, and more importantly, I would argue, doing right by the fans in this moment can ensure that everybody in the sport is actually in a much better place at this time next year than if you just happen to win this round. Uh, I actually do believe that in my heart from an entirely business perspective, and I, I hope that that is a consideration. Uh, and now a uh, quick word from our sponsor. You know, we got to we gotta keep, keep the lights on here. So uh, check this out. Did you know 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? Did you know that? Uh, we are suffering unnecessarily from headaches, energy slumps, poor focus, things like that. Have you noticed it in yourself? Doesn't have to be that way. Uh, Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs. That's sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc for you chemistry peeps out there. Uh, They help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no uh, you know, like synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners or any of that stuff. It's a vegan formula, and you can choose between three different uh, flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at uh, just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, and uh, you can save even more with a monthly subscription, and you can save even more if you use our promo code when you go to do your first order so go to drinkhydrant.com and you're going to use the promo code cubs at checkout how easy is that to remember uh cubs at checkout drinkhydrant.com get 25 percent off boom you're hydrated and uh, we can get back to the show now so having talked about the financial side of things uh one final thought slash point to make on the health side of things and man Sean Doolittle, for folks who haven't checked him out on Twitter, has really done a good job illustrating a lot of these points. Um, So check him out. And other players, by the way, check him out because he's doing a great job of presenting what I think the player perspective should be in these negotiations in terms of what you're putting out into the public. And an issue that he raises and it's so key is, you know, we've got to get to a testing level nationally where... It becomes realistic and ethical for a sports league to source daily testing, effectively daily testing for all the players and personnel who are coming into contact with those players um, in order to have any level of comfort that a positive test isn't going to shut down a team. Because the theory is if you're testing everybody every day, then the first moment you get a positive test on someone, you can quarantine just that person and have at least some level of confidence or reasonable hope that they haven't infected a number of people before you quarantine them uh it's really and this dr fauci has said the same thing it's just it's sort of the only way to really do this um as we sit here in early may we're not to that testing level um there are there has been a lot of progress the and the rapid antigen test um, which could really move things forward was approved over this past weekend but the reality is we're not there yet so you know what does that mean for when you're trying to negotiate these plans between the league and the players for this like hypothetical future where i'm just i want to know your guys' thoughts i because i struggle with this point or making this point myself it's like you're trying to agree to a deal now for a world that doesn't exist. And you're doing it against a backdrop of like everybody operating in the current world, which is like, it's unthinkable for a sports league to gobble up all these tests that we don't have. Um, But yet you're saying, well, no, 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 this is just like in the hypothetical world where we can do anything we want with tests. Um, Like, is it too easy then for owners to, uh, for the baseball side to be like, yeah, 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 we'll agree to anything you want. Um, you just, you know, sign on the dotted line because in a month we'll be able to do anything we want on testing. Like, I just don't know what that negotiation looks like.
0: So, wait, you're asking, You're saying we we can't know what testing will look like, so agreeing to anything makes it easier for the owners? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm... Yeah, I, I mean, following. like, you, yeah,
1: yes. No, as, as absurd as you just laid that out, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like... If the players, if we're saying, and I do think we're saying this, and I think we're right to say this, and I think the players are right to say this, like, hey, any proposal you want us to sign off on is going to have to have these protocols in place where we're going to feel like it is it is as safe as possible. The testing is so robust and so rapid and so voluminous and so ethically forced that we're like, okay, we feel we're reasonably well protected and we're not screwing frontline responders out of tests. That world doesn't exist right now, and yet you're asking the players to sign off on it as a key piece of the return. But, like, how is anyone gonna know what that world's gonna actually look like in mid June when spring training is supposed to start? So, like, aren't you then asking players to, like, get, like, y- you're giving them a carrot, right? By saying, yes, we're gonna do all that stuff, and yet we don't actually know if that's even going to be possible.
0: Yeah, well, that's all part of it, right? We don't know. I think a lot of people that I've uh, spoken with, whether it's you know around me when I'm going for a walk in my neighborhood or just on Twitter or whatever, uh, their concern is, it well that you know everything is present day, right? And all of it seems insane to say we're starting baseball up again, present day, and I, we need to emphasize that what's happening now you can't. You can't start baseball up right now. So it's all in theory, right? We need to continue to progress. I just, we just learned uh, today is Tuesday while we're recording on Monday that uh, the governor uh, of Illinois, JB Pritzker, said that we're not on pace, at least our area, which is Chicago, land surrounding area, is not on pace to open up on May 29th and move to the next phase where well, our state has phases. I don't know what every other state is doing there, but. Uh, you know, the essentially, I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but we're flattening the curve. But when you flatten the curve, that means it's a longer time that you're going to be uh, in these restricted, this, this current phase. So we're doing the right thing. Things are working. But May 29th, opening up the city and, and trying to have spring training on June 1st or whatever isn't going to be realistic in Chicago. So so we're talking about things that, okay, we're looking at projections again, right? Where everything, is, which projections haven't been, you know, they're, they're very uh, fuzzy in a sense. We're not going to get exact dates here. So yeah, we're, we're dealing with what ifs and plans that uh, could be completely thrown off kilter, with the slightest mistakes or things not going according to plan, and you know we're all dealing with things in real time that we don't really have a full grasp of, uh, so it's it, it's really hard to to. You're right; it's really hard to project what this is going to look like, and and what uh, what exactly are you agreeing to, and and how different is the world going to look in uh, two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, whatever it is. Uh, to to really feel comfortable to agree to a plan and say, yep, uh, we we believe that this is how it'll look by June fifteenth. I'm just throwing a date out, and 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 that's that'll work uh, across the country. You know, it, it's it's such a complicated process, and how players are going to be able to take care of their family, take care of their concerns, and, and really feel comfortable agreeing to anything is is something that. Like I said, that needs to be put at the forefront. We need to, the, the union needs to make sure that money is not the, the talking point that's out, that's sent out to the media. But uh, player safety and not just player safety, but the fact that, you know, player safety means everyone involved, uh, you know, to how many degrees we can go beyond the players. Uh, it's There's a lot of people's health at risk here if, if it's not done properly.
2: Well, I think we're almost exactly two months out from when spring training shut down and think how much the world has changed within two months. So I guess it's not totally absurd to think that uh, things could get better within the next two months and that maybe there is a path for Major League Baseball two months from now to be playing games with no fans in the stands. I mean, in, in terms of testing, I was just you know kind of skimming a New York Times story where, I mean, high school – the lead is a high school student in Germany who's giving herself uh, a COVID uh, coronavirus test uh, and that, you know, she basically clears her for four days and then they do it all again. So I while we have not seen uh, that kind of capability demonstrated uh, on a large scale uh, across our country, I think it it certainly could be within uh, the realm of possibility i think it's important uh, in terms of kind of modeling behavior that i think if you see like david ross wearing a mask and kind of baseball reopening without any sort of uh you know fan presence i think that's could be important maybe not worth cutting the line for tests but i think that's kind of how complicated uh these issues are and i think every business In America is going to be kind of grappling with this of how do we do this? How do we keep our workers safe? How do we keep our our clients healthy? Uh, How do we limit our our liability? And I think just circling back to what Brett had said, I do think this is a great opportunity for baseball to come out of it in a weird way, if not stronger, but with a different point of view and, and a different perception uh, i just think history suggests something else and when you see things like the draft being cut to five rounds and these kind of absurd you know bonuses uh that is certainly not a, a way to grow the game when you look at how they've treated say the blackout restrictions uh regionally to make it really hard for people to watch their their product um even just you know how both sides would bicker over like pace of play and now all of a sudden they're going to like solve a global health crisis together while everyone is at home <laughs> waiting for them to uh get their stuff together so on that note I'll hand it back to you Brett
1: <laughs> thanks thanks that's uh <laughs> boy that's a, I, I know so many easy ways to wrap from that uh joyful no i like that in a lot of ways, that is actually a completely fair place to leave this, because um, much like with everything in the far more important world of the pandemic, you know, we data and science and the realities of the situation have to guide our process, right? And when it comes to the resumption of baseball and our role as outside observers, Be that as fans or media or commentators, like we have to be guided by the realities and that and the data and the things that we know to be true. And unfortunately, in this situation, um, you know, again, in the much more important world of the pandemic, hope is fine. It's fine to have hope, but hope can't make your decisions for you and when it comes to baseball and our observations of what can and cannot happen going forward again hope is fine it's good like let's keep that hope alive but it can't guide the decisions and that means both in terms of the resumption of baseball and the safety and efficacy in doing so hope can't be what what leads you Uh, and that also is for us as we talk about what we think baseball will collectively be able to do and you know, I think it was fair for me to say, like, you do it right, and you can come out of this situation being something, um, being in a really good place. And and indeed, I'll I'll say it can serve as something positive for people if you do it in the right way. Um, but most of that perspective is based on hope, not a fair reading of recent history uh, between the players and ownership and the league as an entity, because that's just not really how they've operated. And they haven't had to because the the economics of the sport have been such that TV deals have rendered uh, valuations and revenue just explosive over the last decade. And so there hasn't, they haven't had this need to be like, okay, can we think about the best good for the sport because that's ultimately going to be the best good for us in the long run and so you know data and history and science would tell us that they're not going to do it this time Uh, but I'll leave open that that hope you know you just hope that maybe they can come together in some surprising way to do the right thing for the sport for the fans for the health and safety of everyone so that they can be a model Um, in the way that they like to put out there in PR speak that they're going to be. So we'll see how that plays out. I guess the the sliver of optimism maybe is that when it came time to come up with the interim deal, um, that was probably one of the better negotiations we've seen in a long time. And that was at a very intense risk-fraught time too. Um, There was a lot at stake in that negotiation as we're seeing now. So I don't know. Maybe the sides will see that there's value and really coming together at this time. So, you know, (laughs) we'll be back chatting with you folks on uh, Thursday or Friday of this week. So, you know, like we might already have a sense of what that's going to look like. And But like Sahadev said, there is time. The whole reason that this proposal is coming out now is because they they wanted to bake in this period of like, uh, you know, aggressive, hopefully more quiet negotiation in the coming weeks. And um, we'll check in on that among some other things when we get back to you folks later this week. So this is on to Waveland. It is a podcast here at the athletic about the Chicago Cubs. You can listen to us uh, in the athletic app and you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts. I am Brett Taylor. You can read my stuff uh, at bleacher nation and you can read Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney's stuff at The Athletic. Uh, they are the other dudes on this podcast that I host, and uh, <laughs> I like to sli- I like to slip that in there because uh, then I can then I can put it on my resume. It Can be like I hosted a podcast and occasionally threw questions at these other two dudes who showed up sometimes and uh no but for real uh, <laughs> thank you guys always i mean you sahadev and patrick thank you for the great work you do on this podcast the great work you do at the athletic uh thank you folks for listening give us a rate and review at your uh you know wherever your source is for podcasts if you feel that the spirit moves you and we'll be back chatting with you later this week so uh thank you folks take care